Hi everyone, welcome back to Exploring with Greg and Mary Daphne. Great to see you here. How's it going, Greg? It's going very well. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. What do we have on the docket today? So our topic is all about dealing with anger in interpersonal communication. So interpersonal communication is communication between two or more people, right? So it's like what we're doing with each other, right? It's when you have conversations with your friends and family and colleagues, right? So anger, it's a big one, right? Yeah, anger's tough. <laughs> it's a tough one. And it's one of these things where we all do it, right? We all get angry. Even the people that you don't suspect ever get angry, you know? Like there are a couple of people where you're just like, oh, they seem always calm and collected and placid placid and happy. It's like, well, no, everyone gets angry. So you're not alone, right? Yeah, and, and like you're saying, in interpersonal communication, uh, interpersonal interactions, um, the anger is toughest to deal with, right? I find when you're angry with yourself, yeah, um, you, uh, you know, at least uh, it's contained to yourself, yeah, in the moment at the very least. But the point is, um, it's it's less. Um, there's there's fewer uh, triggers to keep it going. Yeah. Whereas when you're angry with someone else, often that anger gets reciprocated. Uh, and yeah. it keeps building up and escalating. And the other person gets angry and then it just amplifies. Right? Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it escalates. So this is a tough one. And, you know, there's a lot about um, in like stoicism about how to deal with anger. And Ryan Holiday talks about it in terms of like, I think he even like has a recording in his house or he has like a perpetual camera, like a... He did that for a while. Okay. And he, he said he'd never do it again. I guess it didn't go over too well. Yeah. Well, no, well he, he was so embarrassed by what he saw that uh, he stopped doing it. Right. So he talks about like how you're not yourself when you're angry because it's such a heightened emotion that you just like lose control. And so it's really tough, right? Because we don't want to get to that point where we lose control of ourselves and our, of our communication and of our behavior. Yeah. So... I think the best way to talk about this is to split it up into two sort of categories being one is what do you do if you're the person angry in mm -hmm. that situation and what do you do if you're the person interacting or communicating with somebody who's angry. Yeah. So let's tackle the first one first. So this is when uh, you're the angry person. Yes. Okay. So I think if you, you know, are really attuned to your behaviors and your communication and to your feelings and to your mood, it's much easier to do a self-check, right? Like mm. a body scan, a mind scan. And so if you're able to do that through practices like through introspection and intrapersonal communication, which is a big topic as well, then you'll be able to check in with yourself. Yeah, I, I like that idea because uh, when you're feeling anger, it's coming from a place within, right? It, there may be an external stimulus, yeah. but the feeling of anger itself comes from within, right? Totally. Um, and it, comes, it goes back to that phrase, um, anger, anger is simply 
how you respond to something, right? I'm trying to think of the phrase. The phrase is essentially saying that um, any, you can't control what happens, right? But yeah. you can control how you respond to it. Yeah. And so the same event yeah. could, for one person, uh, be a serious trigger for anger. Mm-hmm. And for another person, be a non-issue, right? Yeah. Where they don't react. And part of the reason uh, why that person may not have that strong reaction is because they've trained themselves to um, not react so strongly to the situation, to any sort of uh, unexpected, unpleasant situation. Right, to dial down the reactivity. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely a good way of framing it because, you know, responding as opposed to reacting. So when you do that self-check, that can really help. The other thing I think is really um, helpful in this regard is to, like, excuse yourself, take a timeout. So if like you're in a meeting or something more like in a public and especially professional setting, you really want to keep your emotions in check. And one way to do that is to remove yourself from the situation, step outside if you can, right? grab some water, some coffee, something. Well, maybe not coffee though. It might get you like jittery and stuff. But something that will soothe you and make you- A warm f- beverage. A warm beverage. We love our warm beverages here. <laughs> but- in all seriousness, like really doing something where you just take a pause. You just pause. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes you have that ability where you can physically remove yourself. Um, in a situation where you can't, you can achieve something similar by essentially just reorienting the conversation for, for the time being. You That's say, a good one. okay, this is, you know, clearly getting very heated. Yeah. Um, before we go any further, why don't we pause and switch topics, and then we'll revisit this, Yeah. right? And, uh, you know, once our tempers have subsided. And you don't have to include the temper part, but the point is when it becomes clear that that the tension has, has increased to right. a point where it's um, preventing, you know, everyone from making rational decisions yeah. and speaking clearly, uh, the most important thing to do is to, uh, that one could do, is to get the everyone's minds back to a state of normalcy. So by switching topics, yeah. you know, you can sort of reset. Um, and that doesn't mean you desert whatever topic it is you were discussing, but make a little note, uh, you know, maybe on a piece of paper um, to return to it after you've discussed something else, right? Get the brains to reset. Um, and believe it or not, while you're discussing something else, it's amazing, but in the back of your head, your part of your brain is still processing what just happened, Yeah. right? And so just by having a conversation about something else, uh, when you return to the original conversation, you've already done some subconscious processing, and you might be surprised at how much better you're able to discuss that, uh, that, that originally very controversial topic. Absolutely. And, you know, taking a moment to allow that to happen, allow that process to, you know, to ignite... Um, and breathing, right? Just like, especially if you're not able to remove yourself from the situation, just like centering yourself and breathing because that doesn't go, that goes unnoticed, right? People are not going to be like, oh, why did, you know, why are they breathing? (laughs) Right? It's, it's very easy to just do that in a non, you know, non-obvious way. Yeah. Right. You don't have to go on full on meditation mode. It can be be subtle. subtle. And it really does help. Mm-hmm. So what about if you are now communicating with somebody who's angry? What do you do in that situation? Right, when you're the recipient of the anger. Right, when you're the punching bag. Yeah. Right? So I think for this one, it's really important to, well, 
to show empathy, right? To be as empathetic as you can because 90% of the time, that anger that they, like the wrath that they unleash on you has nothing to do with you, right? Okay, maybe, you know, something you said or did triggered them in some way, but still the onus is not on you. The onus is on them for reacting in that way, right? Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Um, and for me, uh, as a part of that, the, yeah. the, the key is to not get angry in return, right? Yeah. So anger can be this infectious thing. It's kind of like a flame. Yeah. Um, and you can decide how flammable you are, right? <laughs> so if there's a, being a, a if that the anger, someone else's anger is a flame that's getting, you know, coming closer to you, yeah. you decide how flammable you are. You could be a box of tindling, uh, kindling it and, um, you know, erupt in flame and return the anger back, but nothing's going to get resolved. Yeah. In fact, the fire just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, alternatively, you can be uh, like a cool glass of water that, you know, no matter how much flame is around it. Or a it, glacial stream. A glacial stream, Love exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you, you keep your cool. Yeah. And uh, by keeping your cool, eventually you're going to start to extinguish their flame. Yeah. Um, it may grow a little bit uh, out of their frustration. Often when, when the other person's angry, they expect you to be angry in return, right? And they get frustrated when they see that you're being not cool and angry. placid. Yeah. But eventually they run out of steam yeah. and you're not giving them any more fuel. Um, so uh, that, that can be very effective in starting to uh, address an onslaught of anger. Definitely. And I, I love that because it just, you know, it ca helps calm the situation as opposed to adding more insult to injury. And the other thing is to, right, when you're kind of keeping in mind their perspective, maybe you know what's really bothering them deep down. Give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt too, right? Don't take it personally mm -hmm. and try to really get to the bottom of it. Maybe not in that moment, but revisiting it later and helping them sort of like recalibrate their thought process around what started that angry outburst in the first place and you know not to like condone being treated as a punching bag that is not acceptable it's not okay in any sh way shape or form but in that moment that is, they're not going to hear you when you say don't treat me like a punching bag right they're not going to um uh digest it because it just in that moment they're not themselves so really like making a note of it like as you said before with the other situation making a note of it and then revisiting it later and say, you know, talk about it, have a discussion so that it doesn't keep happening, right? Uh, again, everybody gets angry, but it's, it's you know, you have to also think about the frequency at w with which it's happening and the magnitude of the anger and all of that because there's definitely a, a spectrum. Um, and having these kinds of conversations later on when things have cooled down, when you're both like cool, chill glaciers <laughs> is much more... Um, appropriate for like conflict resolution in that specific scenario yeah that's great so things to keep in mind we're all human this is part of the human process and you know we just try to be better and better each day right have better interactions be in a better mental and headspace yeah and learning how to in that context learning how to control your anger and how to control other people's anger can go a very long way toward um, having a much more pleasant and, and productive uh, interaction with whomever it is you're, uh, 
you're engaging with. So. 100%. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yep. See you in another exploring lesson. And happy exploring, everyone.